What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and you're watching Gratitude Unfiltered on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. We are live in Prior Lake, Minnesota, and today we're going to discuss new levels, same devils. Now, I've said new levels bring new devils a lot on this broadcast, not this particular one dated today. But over the years, hoping, you know, because I wasn't at that new level yet, <laughs> so I didn't know. And uh, But then I heard Stephen Furyk say, I heard him say new levels, same devils, they just come at you different or whatever. And uh, I can honestly say today that, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. It's not new devils. Those damn devils are the same devils, but they uh, <laughs> they come at you the same. So I, I'm kind of I'm not smooth right now because I, in the spirit of what gratitude unfiltered is all about, uh, it's about being transparent and honest, and and it's a, really it's about showing up how you are and and working through it. And and in fact, I don't see a therapist. Uh, this is my therapy, talking about it. It's the only way I know how to do it. Because if I go see a therapist to talk about the things that are going on in my head, the voices in my head, the different things that are going on with my life, if, 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 if I talk about that, it's easy for me to get in this position that I manipulate. Um, or if a different altar is there, they have a different experience. So that's what they're getting. So now that I've kind of gotten where I, I, I'm at a place where I can talk about this now. And I've mentioned before that I have disassociative identity. It's called DID or also borderline, I'm sorry, multiple personality. I don't like to say the, the it order part. I, I leave that out because I don't look at it. I don't look at my mental health as a weakness. Because a lot of areas of my life, it's a strength. And thinking back of it two years ago, when I was in Los Angeles, I did a broadcast. I did a broadcast about how I beat borderline personality disorder. That was before I knew I had multiple personalities. And um, because I couldn't figure out some of the things that were going on. And after discovering that's what it was with the help of my wife and, and then actually talking to professionals, I began to realize that, okay, this is very, very real. So I get to take these, these alters, these different personalities on a healing journey. And I've done that. I've been able to thrive with multiple personalities. And this broadcast is not focusing on that. What I want to talk about is this. When I talk about new levels, I need to go there because new levels is a praise report. There's a praise report to the Lord Almighty. There's a praise report because I am at a new level. Like this room. I'm off screen. Can't wait to get my other camera in. This this studio that's being built right now, here, from the very first day that I picked up a phone 
my phone. And I did a Facebook Live and I treated, it was called Morning Gratitude with the mayor at that time. I didn't even know if I had a name at that time. But I set out with the intention that I'm going to make my childhood dream come true and I'm going to have a talk show. That's all I wanted. Of course, now having a talk show, everybody and their freaking dog has a talk show um, because of Facebook Live and YouTube and all of the other platforms that are out there. And I'm fortunate that, you know, I mean, we've gone from this to an, our own network, but I want to go back to that. My dream was to have my own studio. My dream was to have my own studio where I could have people, you can't see on the other side yet, but have an in-person audience. <laughs> like, like I wanted to, I wanted that. I wanted, because I grew up listening to talk radio and watching talk shows and infomercials. I grew up with all that. So like I wanted a professional studio with professional lights, professional mic. I wanted all of that because I wanted to feel like it was real. I was happy on a phone, but I wanted bigger. And then I want a world tour and I wanted to incorporate music. And, <laughs> and you can see that that I didn't expect when I started to actually be the music and that's coming too as soon as I get my licensing because I'm going to be able to play all the music I want it's amazing it took me three years to figure this out that I could actually do that <laughs> but that's what happens when you're self-taught but I want to give the Lord praise and first I gosh I, I what am I doing I father God thank you thank you for this thank you for the opportunity to broadcast Thank you for the opportunity that I get to come on here and just share truth as my therapy, as my release, as, as whatever it is. And it does, it's not about how many people are watching or listening on the podcast or on online radio. It's not about any of that. It's about whoever needs to hear it. Because the stirring in my heart last night said, this is what you got to talk about. And my wife just now knows what I'm going to talk about today because I've been struggling with this, Lord. So I release this to you. I release all fear and anxiety over this. I release, I just ask, speak through me, Holy Spirit. Speak through me so I can deliver the message the way you want me to deliver it and do it in a way that helps set other people free. That's what this is about. That is gratitude unfiltered. It's what you showed me. So Lord, I give this to you. I give this broadcast to you, and we're going to pray at the end, too. In, in Jesus' name, speak through me, Lord. Amen. Okay. When I started Gratitude Unfiltered, it was on a phone, but it started because I went to Fox Business to film, and, and I had the opportunity to film. I didn't have the money to go because I didn't have a job. I just had been homeless. I didn't have a job. I barely had a place to live. Go to New York. I film, it goes well. Wow, you've got real talent, Josh. This is gonna be on Fox Business and it's and it's gonna it's gonna change your life. You're gonna get so much business out of this, and you're gonna be a you're gonna be a star. That didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. And even when it did air a year later, because it didn't air when it was supposed to, nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. And and the TV show that I was promised didn't happen either. Because I learned a lot about pay for pay for play back then. 
But I still had a dream. And I went and heard T.D. Jakes at the Rock Church in San Diego. He was there promoting his book tour, Soar. And, um, and I heard him say two things. And a lot of you have heard me say this before, but you know what? I think some of us need reminding, and there's a lot of new people that watch. The blessing is in the breaking. So that means all the hell that you've gone through has a purpose. All the hell, the struggles, the financial trouble, the abuse, the self-abuse, the addiction, the homelessness, the poverty, the disease, COVID for some of you. Some of you have lost family members. Suicide. There's a blessing in it. Gratitude unfiltered. In its beginning, and it still is, is about finding gratitude through life's most traumatic moments. The blessing is in the breaking, but the part that changed everything for me. Focus on the things you do have and not what you don't. As soon as I heard those words, I looked at my phone and I said, you know what? I don't have... The money. I don't have. I don't have cameras. I don't have. I don't have producers. I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't have that. But I've got a phone with a camera on it, and I've got free Wi-Fi. Speaking of phone, I got a funny phone story about today. <laughs> this day has been something else, but. I focus on the things you do have, not what you don't. So I was like, God, okay, I got a phone with a camera on it and free Wi-Fi. Because that talk show that I wanted fell through, I'm going to prove that concept will work. And I'm going to do my show. And it was morning gratitude then. Anyway, but my dream was always to have my own studio. My dream was always to have a world tour. My dream was to be able to do a talk show in front of a live audience. And those of you who remember me broadcasting at Word of God Church in Oklahoma City, I got to do that in front of a congregation, which COVID shut down, but that's okay. I got to experience it. But during that entire time of doing Gratitude Unfiltered and Morning Gratitude, I, like, I, like, I was fighting for that new level with the belief that new levels bring new devils. And I was expecting it. Over three years, struggling to find work that would pay. And, and, and all I did, all I've done for three years is serve. Every time that I've tried to get a job, people would look at my past, my record, and, and, and say, we, you know, we can't hire you, you're too risky. And I am risky. I am a risky hire. But I knew back then, when I made the decision to go all in, when Gratitude Unfiltered started, that was all in on truth, without fear, that I'm going to be me. And, I, and if I screw up, if I make mistakes, I'm going to talk about it. If I'm struggling, I'm going to talk about it. 
the, I haven't really been, you know, most of my suicidal moments have always been after like a four day meth binge or something crazy like that. Um, only one exception was when I married somebody I didn't know. And that you can find those episodes too, the suicide episodes, something anyway. Um, but I made a promise that I was going to put a spotlight on my shadow world and, and, um, but in, in doing that, I always talked about the new levels, new devils. Well, after three years, after three years of serving and, 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 and being as obedient as possible. I, 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 I haven't been perfect in obedience, but I really do live by obedience. And when I mess up, I repent and, and I find that that brings me closer to God each and every time. In fact, it brings me closer to my wife in the three years, marrying somebody I didn't know, starting over, having no money, nothing. Here's what God's done. He's restored my health with HIV. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm not free of HIV, but I'm not impacted by HIV, I, HIV either. Um, I'm undetectable. God's done that. I have a wife that I not only love, but I like a whole lot. She's my best friend. Got two little rugrats, five and six-year-old base. The other one's almost five. Amazing. Amazing kid kids amazing kids my oldest daughter's back in my life i'm a grandfather now i have a relationship with my daughter and i have a relationship i get to see my grandson soon i have a great relationship with my family but now like the, one of the biggest areas of my life that you know i i i, I struggled so poorly at was bringing in revenue. I didn't know where money was going to come from. I was constantly living by faith. God always provided. Like people want to know how I can have the faith that I have. I've seen God work miracles in my life over and over and over and over again every single day for the last, I mean, really since I gave my life to the Lord. And it doesn't mean it's been easy, but I've seen miracles every day. Just the fact that I've had a roof over my head and I've been able to eat is a miracle considering where I was at. But since, you know, I've, I've been blessed with E360 TV, who is we, our foundation, the, the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation, our multimedia broadcast network is because it, that's there because of E360 TV. I started my show there then became a producer for the network. Now I'm vice president. I got to film a documentary in Florida for the space program and producing events for the space program. We made our first movie and it's won 11 festivals now. Um, we have a marketing company that just got a hold of our book that's about to take it and make it an international bestseller. How of all that works, I don't know. I am now on the board of a foundation called the You Are My Light Foundation that helps human trafficking victims rehabilitate. That uh, we have a show called Live Life Free. 
I'm the chief creative director for a health and wellness box. I'm a DJ. (laughs) I get the DJ. And so now we have regular money coming in. I'm able to provide for my family. Not fully the way I want to, but I'm more there than I've ever been. I moved into a home. I haven't had a home in so long. I've had a home since I fled. Since I fled Oklahoma. Like everywhere I've lived has been some kind of modern day miracle. I actually built up my credit to be able to to get a house. That's a miracle. I'm healthy. I we we actually walked into a new church, which is still it's it's the same church, uh, different campus. But in this campus, this campus is pretty amazing, and we have a place there to be able to serve. Like God has done all of this. There's so many miracles. There's so many blessings. Like I don't even know where to begin. So many blessings. So many great things. Was able to join a gym. I haven't been able to do that in years. Like, God has blessed us so much. And it is God that's doing it. Because the way all of these things came together is truly a miracle. But, I'm at a new level, yes? Yes, I think we can agree. I I, I say all of this stuff to say, to show you that it's a new level now. God has expanded my territory as well. And there's so many more things. And I just don't want to brag. And it's not because it's not about me. It's what God's done. But with that has come, um, you know, There's times that I've thought, and I've told people like, well, how I've been able to conquer DID or MPD, multiple personality, yeah, you fill in the blank. I'm not saying it. Is retraining my triggers, meaning, so I know that certain streets, certain stores, certain things like that, you know, uh, or certain songs, certain music, certain movies, certain TV shows, certain situations with people, relationships, all of those things are like booby traps of triggers. Triggers, triggers that can make me switch and become a different person. And I've worked really, really, really hard to overcome these triggers, to, 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 to face them and reframe them, retrain them, to make it where they don't have power over me anymore. They won't switch. And and here's what it's like. Well, okay. Imagine being punched in the face, but not hard enough that you're knocked out, but hard enough that you are now, you like you feel the pain, and now your rush is like, Rah! So it's, it's allowing yourself to be punched in the face, but then not reacting to it. People like to talk about turning the other cheek. Again, it's kind of like that. 
I'm reframing almost everything in me. But what, so I've got to this comfortable place living downtown Minneapolis, getting to be around people, going into, you know, with our the street ministry stuff that we were doing, um, you know, our outreach program. I was putting myself in situations where I was getting to retrain a lot of the things that had triggered me in the past, a lot of the things that would make me switch. So what I'm getting at is this. When I left for Florida, I hadn't been around people in a long time, but when I left for Florida, uh, I got to be, it, it was great. Um, it was, I was in my element getting to, to film and produce. And like, I, it was, it was such joy getting to do this, getting to work with kids. It gave me a real uh, detailed look at uh, what it was like to work with the youth because my heart in our Voices for the Voiceless program with the Libmana Worldwide Foundation, uh, youth, youth Media Literacy Program is to teach the youth what they need to know for the future media. Like, this is where things are going. We're going to be our own media companies. And so I got a taste of that, and it was so joyful. And I miss my family. I miss my wife. I, I really, I mean, I, like Jessica is so important to me uh, in so many different ways. And I don't know if you've ever seen a beautiful mind, but if you've ever seen a beautiful mind, that sums up our relationship to a T. Like, that is our relationship. Um, and I love her and, but she's a safety blanket for me too. She protects me and I am a big guy and she's not, <laughs> she's a little girl, <laughs> but she protects me and she's like a good shield for me. And she also helps me buffer information. Like she helps me work through triggers. She helps me come back to reality, but there was something that happened. I, I wasn't, I didn't leave. Um. I didn't go back to my old home. I went straight to a new home. And then some of you are listening right now or watching, you're going, well, what's the big deal? You moved into a nicer house and or a bigger house. It is a nice house. Nice house. It was in an apartment. Now I'm in a house. And I have a studio and I have all of these things that I wanted. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It's amazing. And I'm so grateful. And on the flip side of that, it's made me an absolute raving maniac. I am switching nonstop. Um, I'm switching altars to like the different people. Those of you who are not familiar with DID, we have altars. There's other names for it, but I call mine altars. And no, I didn't. I don't name them. Um, I don't want to, I'm trying not to give it any more power than it has. And I've been through multiple deliverances and I know there's Christians that are watching this and I am a follower of Christ. Um, and I love Jesus with all my heart. And there's a lot of uh, Christians out there that say you can be delivered from it. And I, I believe that. I just haven't been yet, no matter how hard I try and how many exorcisms and deliverances I go through. But I've put myself in all of these, and also and I'm, I'm around a lot of different people um, DJing, so I'm in a lot of different environments. I've got people grabbing me and touching me, and there's just a lot of different things that are going on that are 
they're triggering these switches and alters. And here's why it matters. Because the, when God creates us, he creates us in his, we're created in, the, in his image. I do not identify with the other characters. And while I've taken them on healing journeys, there's a couple of them that are really, really messed up still. And even the other ones are not me. So what's happening is I'll switch and then I'll switch and then I'll switch and then I'll switch. And what that is, is I, 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 I'm forgetting the moment before that I switched. So I'm losing time. Have you ever woken up late and that feeling of like you're late for something? Or where you drink too much and you don't remember who you slept with? Or you drink too much and you don't remember what you did? And like you have this feeling that you did something really bad? Or you had this feeling that something important happened, but you don't remember because you're wasted out of your face? Well... That's happening throughout the day, multiple times a day. So the new, the, the, the devil part is that the more I'm not Joshua, the more I'm not Joshua and the more I'm one of the other people, the more the enemy has a chance to attack me. Joshua is strong. The other altars are not as strong. And those switches and those triggers wake up old things like old desires. And those of you who don't remember or those of you who don't know who I am, those of you who do know who I am. Probably messed that one up. Anyway. My wife and I wrote a book and made a movie called The Devil Inside Me. It's my life story. It's my story of how I found Christ. But it's an ugly story. <laughs> it's really ugly. And in one, one, a big centerpiece of that ugliness is I was a chemsex addict. Meaning, I didn't have sex without doing drugs or craving drugs and then going to find drugs or needing drugs and I didn't do drugs without having sex. Like, they, they were together. Some people are drug addicts. Some people are sex addicts. Some people are ad alcoholics. I mean, I was addicted to everything, and don't get me started on donuts. But, still, I love donuts. But, those triggers wake up that demon. And so since I've moved, I remember I told Jessica on the way home from the airport, she picked me up from the airport. And, and I told her, I was like, I've like, I, I'm on the verge of switching. Like I, I could feel it. And that's a breakthrough. Like that is honest to God, a blessing to be aware that it's happening. Like not everybody with DID can, has afforded that luxury. 
could feel it like coming on strong. And I told her about it, but then I kind of retreated from talking about it. But in turn, she's experienced like these mini switches over and over and over and over again. And it's been a massive struggle where I've caught myself slipping. I've caught myself going to my phone and starting to the initial processes of, of hunting for drugs, which remember drugs and sex go together, sex and drugs go together for me. And it's terrifying. And I'm grateful though, that the Holy Spirit is so, is so strong inside of me that I was able to cut, like stop. I was able to put safety precautions in place. I was able to do these things to, to stop it. But to say I was this close to throwing it all away is an understatement. There's a there's not a there's there's very little information about DID and DID and Christianity. I shared something um I was reading this mind control book and it disassociative identity disorder is a big part of that and uh the book and and that's it's what they do for my, they break people down to be able to control their mind and what they're doing is giving them did and one of the altars is a christian altar now mind you i wasn't programmed by anyone necessarily like i didn't have a handler that programmed me a lot of my programming happened like I program myself and my faith is real. My, my, my relationship with the Lord is real. So someone didn't program that in me. But one of the things it talks about in that book is that the Christian altar that they program in. So if you think about like pop stars, when they start, they talk about God all the time, Britney Spears, Beyonce, God, they talk about God all the time. And then they go, a little bit more rebellious and get crazy and, you know, get slutty and whatever. That's part of the programming. It's how it works, but it's also how they program the youth to follow these artists down the rabbit hole. Think about it. How many lifelong fans of musicians are there? They, they, when they first come out, like how many U2 fans are they? They've been with them since the beginning. They've been touring with them for 30 years, 40 years, the Rolling Stones. Same way, pop stars. But they put them out there and they have this influence over the youth. Oh, they're talking about God. This is so great. And they're, they're fans and they buy all their merchandise. And next thing you know, the next album is showing a little bit more booby or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, the fans start to change too. And as they evolve, they keep changing. Same thing. I didn't program. I mean, I, I, my faith is real. 
But the Christian altar for the mind control victims that are able to escape, the mind control victims, um, it, it's the Christian altar that actually pulls them out. It's pretty interesting, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. But there's not a lot of information out there about Christianity or loving Jesus and altars, except for the fact that it's a real challenge because do not get it twisted. DID and BPD is evil. It's satanic. My other altars are not nice people. I mean, there's a couple of them that are relatively nice, but here's the thing. They're perver perverted. Um, <laughs> they have a way different sense of humor. Um, it, 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 they don't have pure thoughts very often. Um, they have different desires and, um, and, and, it, and it's complicated. Imagine. Okay. I'm going to give you an example. Imagine meeting somebody that you love and you like, and they love you and they accept you for everything you are. And you tell them something difficult, like. I'm bisexual or I have HIV, okay? But then the next day, after they've accepted it, then you're like, I'm not bisexual. Okay. That's weird. And then the next day, you're something else. Okay, asexual. So I've got those personalities, gay, well, not really gay, but more gay, bisexual, straight, and asexual, and freak. <laughs> the freak is the demon, and you don't want to see him. Imagine a woman, like, uh, uh, say you, you have a partner, right, and you're, you're so attracted to him. Like you just, they're everything in the world to you. And imagine the next day having a completely different desire that contradicts that desire. Imagine what it's like for that other person. That is what I've put every single person in my life through. Every single person. I change that much. And I only, I use sexuality because that's the easiest to kind of like let you have a imagination theater with because there's other differences, but this is the easiest picture to paint. Not only is it insane for me, the people that have chosen to love me, it's got to be more madness. I watched my wife this week break down going, please don't switch. Please don't switch. Because she knew the big ugly one was on the other side of it. It freaking sucks. And the thing is, is like I had a handle on all of this, but stepping into a new world, basically, not just moving, but new responsibilities, new relationships, new people. In other words, I can't live in my bubble anymore. I have this basement here. This is my studio. This is my safe place. 
But when I first got here, I was freaking out because nothing was set up. <laughs> like it, it wasn't a safe place. It was disorganized. Like in where I was at before, I had this tiny little spot and I was grateful for that tiny little spot. And it was basically what you can like this little tiny space, but it was a safe place for me. And if you ask, talk to anybody with DID or BPD, it, it, safe, feeling safe is everything. And now I'm putting myself in the most unsafe situations possible. Even going back to the gym is not a safe place for me. Going and DJing and being behind my booth. Let me see if I can pull this up. Like, why won't I turn it? So, like, if I'm DJing, right? I'm DJing, and I got people coming at me, like grabbing me when I like from behind me, pulling on me, grabbing me. What are you gonna play my song? What are you gonna play my song? Like, what are you freak? Like, and like all that stuff, I don't want, I don't like to be touched. And it's kind of interesting because I was a whore. I was a whore. I was the biggest slut ever when I was doing drugs. I was a slut before I did drugs, but that's another story. But I became a bigger slut. I don't even think slut is the right word for it because it was something way worse. And, you know, read the devil inside me if you want to hear about it. Or you can watch the movie. But, like, I don't like to be touched. Unless I'm just inebriated. Oh, and the other thing, too, is when I'm DJing, it's not like I'm drinking. I'm sober. As, but, and, and, like, and then being around different energies. And, and here's the thing. The voices in my head are not always nice. And so when people are grabbing me and, the, and I'm switching and I'm like having to hang on for dear life. Like I had a gig on Saturday. I switched like 10 times during DJing because I was being grabbed and I had people looking at me and, and I could like read their thoughts and they weren't nice. And it doesn't matter like if it's real or not, because it's real to me, because perception's reality. And I'm reading. And I'm hearing, like, I'm hearing these things. And it was insane. And that just woke up that 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 demon. Because you see, these triggers and these demons, because they're freaking demons, is what they are. It's, 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 it's so demonic. But you see how in the past I've always let them take over is, is, is that it, it was the seduction of, I can make you feel better. This is going to make you feel so much better. Just give in to me. Just give in to me. I can make you feel better. Or even more sinister, awful things that I don't want to say out loud. 
I made it through my DJ gig with no incidents. Like in, I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't go tie one off. I didn't go relapse. I didn't do any of that. But it was that close. I love Jesus with all my heart. None of my, not my family, my amazing wife, none of, not, none, 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 nothing, none of this. Not being able to provide and my health. I have friends now. I have people that I work with that see me and they let me be me. They know the weird quirks I have. Even, even my the, the company that I DJ for, for events and weddings, they, they get it and they support me and they have my back. What a blessing that is. What a blessing. But dadgummit, here's the other thing. I don't believe for one second. And this goes out to everyone that is clinically depressed, is bipolar, has BPD, borderline personality disorder, DID, multiple personalities, schizophrenia, any of that. I don't believe for one second that God gives us something we can't handle. I got through all of those switches throughout the switches of this week because, you know, the other thing that is like a nightmare is when you don't sleep. When you don't sleep, you're more susceptible to switches and and, and that can get a little sketchy. So I don't basically sleep on Saturday night because I'm I get home at 3 a.m. and then I get up and go to church. So Sunday is like a walking zombie thing. And it's only Tuesday, and I've switched over 30 times. So I it, it, it's been a battle, but God, I know, I know God doesn't give us anything we can't handle because I got through it. And then and, and, and it was close, razor thin, like I almost threw it all away. I got my toe is on the line, baby. My toe is on the line. But I got through it. And the thing is, is that we all can get through it. I, I, I thank God for my dedication to my quiet time and my time with God. Because somewhere in all of the chaos is this voice inside. Like, uh-uh, you're going to throw it away. You love your wife. You love your kids. Look what God's done for you. Do you really want to throw it away? No, I don't. I'm done. Today, <laughs> I'm a routine guy. I need to wake up at the same time, start my quiet time at the same time, do the same thing, get to the gym by the same time. I need to do all that. And that's been way off since I moved. But so today, I'm at the gym. Hold on. Wait, I'll be right back.
Okay. <laughs> so if you're watching, if you're if you're listening on the podcast or radio, you can't see this. But those of you on um, watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Apple TV, Roku, whatever, the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, shameless plug. I um, see that crack. It's pretty thick. It's pretty deep in there. But so you know the bicep machine at the gym that you rest your arms on and then you pull back? Okay. So there's a hammer. So I set my phone next to me. And as I do the curl, the hammer, boom, drops right on the phone. That's the screen. <laughs> I wasn't ready to buy a new phone. I was very happy with my new phone. So this happens. So I'm like, crap, I've got a meeting. I need my phone, you know, because we're all codependent on our phones now. By the way, they're not a sponsor yet, but this is pretty good. I think it's the Rocks drink. Anyway, so I go to Verizon. Go to Verizon. Like, oh, well, you can file an insurance claim, but, you know, the phone will get there in a couple of days. I'm like, well, crap, I can't wait a couple of days. I need a phone. What am I going to do? So like, okay, well, you know, you can trade your phone in. You'll get this much, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, long story short, I was going to have to pay $1,000 to get a new phone is what it came out to. And I was like, oh God, paying that thousand dollars would have made it way more quick, easy to deal with. But I didn't want to pay a thousand dollars because that thousand dollars could, you know, I kind of need that thousand dollars right now. So I ended up going to T-Mobile. Well, <laughs> when you have a cracked screen and you can't get into your apps, switching phone carriers is a whole other thing. So anyway, long story short, it all works out. Get a new phone. I only up having to pay a hundred bucks. Get a new phone plan. My phone plan's cheaper. It all worked out, right? So then I'm starving. So I decided to get a wrap from Jersey Mike's. So the other thing that I've been doing, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to do this. That's my, again, Podcast audience can't see, but that's my tooth. I have veneers. Yeah, I'll let you see me. Crackhead. Uh, I look like Hunter Biden. Anyway, <clears throat> now it's back in. So I'm eating the wrap, and I have to like. <laughs> I have to stick the food in the side of my mouth. And chew so that this doesn't fall out because I can't bite down on it because fix it in is holding it in because my dentist appointment's not for another month. So anyway, I have to glue my tooth in like multiple times a day. A little embarrassing. So I bite. Next thing I know, chewing, crunch. I bite down on my tooth because it got out in the food and I chew on it. So, okay. So I end up getting my tooth out, fishing it out of my mouth and the food. And I set it in a napkin. So I finish my food, my crap. I'm going to go pick up Jessica. Throw away my stuff, my, my wrappers and in, in the in napkins and all that. And I head out the door. And I go, oh, my tooth. 
turn around, go to my table. I'm looking at my table, can't find it anywhere. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, I threw away my tooth. Well, Jersey Mike's, all the wrappers look the same. All the napkins look the same. Everything looks the same. So here I am at Jersey Mike's digging through the trash. <laughs> in, a, in a full restaurant, digging through the trash and can't find my tooth anywhere. And I go back to the table. Not there. Start digging. And now I'm opening wrappers for food. I don't like touching food any more than I like my face being touched. So I'm going through wrappers and then I can see the paper towels. I'm uncrumbling. Ugh, I want to vomit thinking about this. Uncrumbling paper towels and can't find my tooth until I finally do. And all I keep saying to myself is this. God has a purpose for this. God has a purpose for this. This is going to teach me something. Like not every, like if everything always happens good, how are you going to grow? How are you going to evolve? How are you going to be able to overcome obstacles? How are you going to be able, like I get the whole point of, well, think about this. When you're faced with an obstacle, if you don't overcome it and you go back and you go back to default mode where like say something bad happens and you're like, oh, screw it. And then you go, I'm going to, and you just go get hammered and you, 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 you shoot up some drugs or whatever, you, whatever the thing is, right? To take it away because that's your coping mechanism. Did you learn from that? Did you learn? I'm talking to you. Did you learn? No, you didn't learn anything. You learned to medicate yourself when things go wrong. But I believe that our God, our creator, the Lord Jesus Christ, created us to overcome everything put in our way. Because after all, if you once you overcome, then you get to level up. That giant that got in your way, once you slay that giant, it ain't a giant anymore. You are that giant. You are bigger than that obstacle. So, all of this mess, all of these switches, all of these altars and changing and new, like these, this, this, the new things that this new level has brought. And I'm not saying this to brag about me because it's all God who's done it. But there's been new challenges that's come with it too. On a flip side, I want to say this because it just came to me. Um, there's going to be some really bad stuff happening in the world soon, like really bad. But just know, God's promises do not change. God's promises for your life do not change. Universal laws don't change because a pandemic or a crazy out of control government. 
God doesn't change. So for every crazy bad thing that's going to happen in the world, just know there's going to be an equal amount of goodness and greatness and amazement that comes through. I know this was all a test. I know that DJing, look, DJing weddings is not my future, okay? It's not about that. It's what it's preparing me for. I got a big goals. So I have a big dream. And you know what? I have no reason to doubt that dream because if God got me to this part, he sure as heck is going to get me to the next as long as I remain obedient because obedience is the key that unlocks the kingdom of heaven. God is using all of this to prepare me. God was, whether it was God or God allowing the devil or however that works, I don't know. But these little tests and these little problems and breaking my phone and having to spend money I didn't want to spend and blah, blah, blah. It's just preparing me. It's an attitude check. You're going to give up. You're going to get angry. You're going to switch. You're going to, you're going to say, screw it. You're going to get a bad attitude because life threw you a curveball. The blessing was, or the blessing is, I got a cool new phone. <laughs> I paid hundred bucks for it. Uh, anyway, I, but I, I could have let that take over. I could have let that screw me up, right? It's all in how we see it. It's all about, do we trust God or not to work things out for the good of those that love love him? And I know that I'm going to have more tests and more things come at me that I don't want to deal with. But you know what? I get to. Because I've seen without a shadow of a doubt, and I don't know who this message has been for, but I've seen without a shadow of a doubt, the Lord, help me overcome everything that's come at me. And and it hasn't always been easy. There's been challenges, challenging people. There's a lot of challenging things, especially with different personalities. Like I don't do well with relationships, but God is teaching me how to and, and how to deal with different personalities. And it's not real smooth. And sometimes it's really ugly. But even in that, we have such an amazing God, and and with that gives us has so much great gives us so much grace, and we get these opportunities to overcome. We get these opportunities to redo. We get these oppor- We have we get to repent, and we get to learn, and we learn, and we get more tools, and we get more wisdom, and then we learn how to overcome. Triggers, alters, new obstacles, new, you know, different giants. But one thing's for sure. It's not new levels bring new devils. It's the same devils. They're just a little bit trickier. And we have everything in us to slay them too. Heavenly Father, I ask anyone out there that's watching... I just asked, and I don't know who this broadcast was for. Maybe it was for me. I don't know. Maybe, 
maybe it was just for me. But if it had an impact on anyone else's life, Lord, I just ask that you open their heart to and, 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 and just open it to a knowing that in you, they can overcome anything. And they're meant to and created to overcome all of their obstacles. Father, whatever they are, anyone, the people that are watching or listening right now, whatever they're struggling with, I just ask that you give them the courage to lay it at your feet and surrender it to you. Thy will be done is all they have to say. Just let them release it to you. And even if they're not a believer, God, give the courage just to say, God, if you're real, I surrender this to you. I just take this. It's not mine. I surrender this to you. I trust that you're going to work this out for my good. Let that be the thing that builds their faith to trust you more. Because ultimately, you're the one thing that we can always trust on this world. In this world, in this planet, in this universe, in this galaxy, you are the one thing. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. Um, I hope this made sense.